Hi everyone, I'm Manpreet and I'm an incoming ST3 in dermatology. Hi, I'm Narin, I'm currently an SD5 dermatology registrar. And this video will be part one of our knowledge videos on inflammatory dermatoses. And in this particular video, we'll be covering eczema. So eczema is also known as atopic dermatitis, and it's one of the most common inflammatory dermatoses worldwide. Eczema can affect people of all ages, starting off in childhood, it can affect teenagers, it can also affect adults. Um, and there's a number of different causes that can underlie eczema. Um, you know, there's a genetic component to it, sometimes also environmental um, component that can cause people to have flares in their eczema as well. Um, and it's important to note that eczema has association. So there's a triad to be aware of when it comes to eczema, asthma and hay fever. So those are also important things to think about. Um, Naren, is there anything that you wanted to start off with when discussing eczema? Yeah. So, yeah, eczema is really, really common. So uh, we see a lot of eczema in practice. And like Manpreet said, it can start as a baby up to adulthood. So uh, pediatric, pediatric dermatology clinics are filled with eczema, uh, but we also have adults with eczema and we tend to see the more severe eczemas that have not responded to treatment in the community with their GPs. Um, and like Manpreet said, you know, it's really important to sort of um, establish if there's any associated atopic disorders. So, you know, other atopic disorders includes allergic rhinitis, hay fever, asthma. So really important to establish that. The other thing, family history of atopy. So always, you know, I always ask about siblings, parents, etc., uh, whether they have any of the three, eczema, asthma, hay fever. Um, and like Manpreet said, it's so important to emphasize that eczema is really complex in terms of its etiology. Um, and it's a combination of things and it's really complicated they still you know we still can't pinpoint it to one exact thing but genetic predisposed position and we know the filaggrin gene and the filaggrin protein is uh, essentially mutated in some patients with atopic dermatitis um environmental triggers individual skin barrier dysfunction and the inflammatory pathways um, so there's loads of things. I think a lot of people with eczema think, oh, something's causing it and allergy, but actually it's much more complex than that. So multiple multifactorial, um, and the way eczema presents can be very different. So you can see this baby on the right has quite significant eczema on the cheeks and on the face. That's really common sight for, uh, patients under the age of two. So, um, it's not always on the flexures when they're that young. So it can be on the cheeks, it can be on the extensors, it can be anywhere, but facial eczema is really quite a common sight for the um, babies under two years old, infants, I should say, under two years old. Then you see on the left side, this is someone's um, antecubital fossa. So flexural eczema is, it is one of the most commonest um, types of eczema, but don't let it put you off if you're seeing it somewhere else. But yeah, flexures, so inner arms, behind the knees, the neck, those are really common places, the face, um, but it can be anywhere, hands, knees, legs, all over. So um, it really depends as well. Really important to note is that 
eczema can look different in darker skin. And I think this is becoming a lot more, you know, topical in, in conversations, rightly so. It can be quite under, underrepresented in the books and on the internet about how eczema looks in dark skin. Um, it can be more popular. Um, and obviously the redness might not be a big feature. So that's something to note. The big thing about eczema as well is itch. So eczema is itchy. It would be very unusual for someone to have eczema and it's not itchy. Itch, dryness, inflammation um, are very common, um, commonly reported symptoms. Um, so that sort of, that side of it, um, sorry, Manpreet, you, I probably didn't directly answer the question. <laughs> no, that that's perfect. And I think, yeah, going on from what Naren's just said, so the key kind of hallmark features when you might see a lesion or be asked to describe an uh, a, a lesion of atopic dermatitis, so erythema, so as you can see in both of these pictures, there's, you know, this background of erythema, um, you know, you might see xerosis, which basically means dryness, and it might be associated with pruritus, which, like Naren said, um, is itchiness. But, you know, in terms of clinically, that might present with lichenification, which is where you get sort of like thickening of the skin. And you might be able to see some just here in this picture on the left-hand side where the skin looks a little bit thicker. Um, and, you know, is there evidence of superimposed infection um, on, you know, eczematous areas? That's also another important kind of feature to comment on. And also the acuteness or chronicity of the lesion, you know, is this a flare on a background of chronic eczema? Is this completely new eczema? Um, so those are things and features to be thinking about when you're presented with a patient with eczema. Yeah, no, that's completely right because you can get these acute on chronic flares and, you know, you can get weepiness, you weeping, wet lesions, you can get vesicles, blisters. Uh, and like Manpreet said, if you have secondary infections that you're looking for, vesicles could could this be a viral infection such as herpes hsv um could it be a bacterial infection such as a secondary impetigo which are two things that are really common that we see in poorly controlled eczema with secondary infection and it is really important what manpreet said about the chronicity um and lichenification essentially means leather like thickened skin and it's from chronic rubbing chronic scratching uh, and essentially poorly controlled eczema. Um, so, yes, yeah, so, you know, it can present in a variety of ways and it can be really debilitating, actually. Itch and dry skin, being constantly itchy has a huge impact on a child and an adult, you know, their sleep, you know, are they able to concentrate at school, at work, their personal relationships. So, um yeah, itch is thought to be one of the worst symptoms to have in terms of how it affects your mental health and mental well-being. And that comes on to our next point in the discussion of eczema and just generally about inflammatory dermatosis is, is, you know, how do you assess these patients and what tools do we use? So aside from your clinical examination, which we've touched upon some of the hallmark features you should be looking out for. There are important scoring systems to be aware of in inflammatory dermatoses and in eczema in particular. So the first score to be aware of is the EASY score, that's E-A-S 
I, um, and that's a scoring system to basically help us objectively determine the severity of someone's eczema at, at their presentation. It also helps us monitor their response to the medication that they might be on. If you see their easy score improving or not improving or getting worse, it can tell you a lot. Um, there's also the DLQI score, um, which, which we also use in clinical practice as well. Um, Naren, do you want to tell us a little bit more about the EASY and DLQI and how you use them? Yeah, so the EASY score, which stands for Eczema Assessment Severity Index, essentially is the clinician um, assessing the patient's skin and trying to objectively categorise to give it a score, um, which is, you know, trying you know to be standardised. Um, so that's the easy score. So the clinician's making an objective assessment and giving a numerical value. The DLQI is a patient reported outcome, which, you know, which is one of the patient reported outcomes that we use. And it stands for Dermatology um, Quality of Life Index. And we use that not just for eczema, for any chronic skin condition. And that um you give a form to the patient and they fill out essentially a questionnaire asking them various questions, you know, on different aspects of their life and how their skin condition is affecting it. And again, this is to give a numerical value and a measure for the impact of the condition on the patient. We also use a score called POEM in kids with eczema, uh, the POEM score, which is sort of adapted a little bit to kids and their parents. Uh, there's also the children DLQI, which is sort of the modified version. Why these scores are important, as well as, you know, giving us insight into the impact on the patient's life and giving us an objective assessment of the skin. Um, like Manpreet says, it allows us to measure, you know, objective reduction of these scores as the eczema improves with treatment. What's really important as well, in order to um, sort of be eligible for we'll touch on this a bit more later, but to be eligible for certain treatments, systemic treatments, such as biologics, um, the NICE guidelines, so the national guidelines, um, they essentially have these scores, thresholds, um, you know, you have to have a score of above whatever it is for eczema, um, easy score above 16, um, in order to qualify for certain biologics. That has changed recently, but um, that's just an example of why these scores are important as well in terms of qualifying for, for uh, biologic treatments. And 